Hey Freaky Family and welcome back to Let's Get Freaky Podcast. I'm your host Tommy Cullum. Thank you very much for being here. We've got another awesome show for you today guys. Before we get into it, if you've had any paranormal experiences, we would love to hear from you. So please get in touch. Email us at Let's Get Freaky Podcast at Outlook.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and now Reddit. Yes, Reddit. I have no idea what I'm doing on there, but we're there. We're getting about, guys. We're getting everywhere. That's that's the aim. Um, come and say hi. Come and come and say hi, Blue. Say hi, Blue. Oh, he's, he's not gonna. He's not gonna say hi. Um, we. <laughs> sorry, Blue. The dog is with me, and I thought he was gonna bark, and he didn't bark. <laughs> he's just making more dinosaur noises. If you listen to the show recently, you will know that Blue, my dog makes dinosaur noises um <laughs> there we go oh right on cue good boy okay so today we've got jody cook on the show he's absolutely awesome we have an awesome conversation if you're interested in the bigfoot uh, dog man um any cryptids at all you are gonna love this one guys because we go deep um the loch ness monster we all know about the loch ness monster in scotland um and we know that there are sea monsters the same description as loch ness all around the world now jody shares with us an experience an encounter that he had when he was serving in the u.s military when he saw one of these creatures up close yes he saw one of these creatures uh it is an incredible encounter the whole conversation is amazing so let's just get straight into it let's get freaky Let's Get Freaky. Okay, guys, I'm very excited to welcome to the show, to Let's Get Freaky podcast, our next guest. He's the founder of the North American Dogman Project. Very excited to welcome Jody Cook. How are you, sir? Doing good, buddy. How about you? Very well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Not a problem. So where did where did this start for you? Yeah. Oh, God. The dogman stuff or just cryptozoology? Yeah, all of it. All, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was always into, you know, the monster stuff as a kid. You know, uh, the first thing that really got me into it as a kid was watching the legend of boggy creek you know in the 1970s and that really got me into it i remember going into the woods by my house and go looking for you know bigfoot and i had my little bb gun and stuff you know it, it was just something that always stayed with me and it just i i would find any book i could read on it go through all kinds of newspapers under different stories because you know, we had a flap here in the States, you know, uh, in the late uh, 70s, going into the 80s of all these Bigfoot sightings. And then, you know, a lot of the UFO stuff. And I was really fascinated, you know, with the UFO stuff. So I <clears throat> got a hold of a group that did UFO research. And I you know, started with them and we we're doing UFO research. And we now this is like back in the 80s. So we didn't have cable TV and, you know, all this stuff at the time. And what we have was called public access TV. Okay. Which was they, um, a, a channel off from like the main channels that, you know, they did a lot of show about religion and, 
you know, selling products and stuff like that. So we did this show called UFO Update Live and it ran for like 10 years. So we did, it was a live show. We did the first Wednesday of every month. We had witnesses uh, there. We were talking about it, just different subject. People could call in, ask questions. And then we started to get a lot of Bigfoot sightings and some other cryptid sightings people were talking about. And I said, you know what? This would be kind of interesting to kind of look into this stuff too. You know, there's something to it. And I got into it and I just totally fell in love with it and started to do the research on Bigfoot and some of these other cryptids, you know, in the late 80s going into the 90s. And I just stayed with it. And it's just something I really fell in love with. And the Bigfoot field, I don't know how it is with you guys in the UK, because I know you have some um, Bigfoot sightings there and some Bigfoot groups and researchers. But here in the States, it got really political. You know, it was always the same people talking at the same conferences you know, if you didn't have the right last name, you weren't speaking at the conference, it became like a huge click. And it was very disappointing with a lot of researchers because a lot of researchers had a lot of really good stuff to put out and no one wanted to listen to them because they weren't in the click. And I, I felt that way too. And, you know, I started to say to myself that, you know, is, is this what I really want? Because the field's getting really toxic. And there's all these other different cryptids out there. So find something that's out of the norm and, and stick with it. And this is where I got into the Dogman stuff. And it was just, it, it was a breath of fresh air, just getting out of that whole toxic field of the Bigfoot stuff and getting into the Dogman stuff because not a whole lot of people are doing it. And getting a lot of really good reports, doing a lot of research, and it, I just absolutely fell in love with it. I, I fell in love with it more than I did the UFO and the Bigfoot stuff. Because it was like, this was the connection I was looking for. Sorry, so you started off with the UFOs. Did you have uh, a UFO experience that sort of started you off with that? I, you know, I, I, I had a sighting back in, oh, let's see, I think it was like 1986. But I wasn't sure if it was an actual UFO or if it was, you know, like the stealth bomber because they were very similar. And at the time, the stealth bomber was still a secretive, uh, you know, aircraft until the first Gulf War. And I, I saw it, a triangle shaped object. And. It was heading in the direction of Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, where it would have, what it came from. So I don't know. So I don't know if that was an actual UFO that I saw or if it was the stealth uh, bomber. Because like you said, you know, they're both triangle-shaped objects. They were completely black. It was in, you know, in the middle of the day. It was flying low, didn't make any sound. (coughs) Excuse me. So... So in, in, in my book, it was probably the stealth bomber, you know, going for going for a flight. Um, but, you know, I, I, I see strange lights in the skies, you know, before on, on some investigations that we did. But, you know, it, it's, it's really hard to determine what is a UFO and 
you know, what's modern aircraft at that time, because you don't have the proper equipment you have today, like night vision and thermal and things like that. You know, there you just stood out at night and looked. So exactly. that was the that was the kind of the biggest um, the biggest thing with me. You just didn't know if you actually seen one or not up close, you know, or even at a distance. You just because I was so close to a military base that that was kind of the thing there. Yeah. Interesting, man. Mm. So with the Bigfoot stuff, so I'll just quickly touch on that. For a lot. I never understood that, as I've heard that a lot about the. Uh, the um, the clickiness of the Bigfoot subject mm-hmm. to people. Oh, yeah. I've never understood oh, yeah. it because surely we all want to find out the same thing. We all, we all I don't understand why. Well, the, the thing about it is, is people wanted the notoriety. Okay. They wanted the ooh and the ah and, you know, uh, yeah. I can't wait to get your book and, you know, things like that. It was just, it was one of these things. And, and honestly, when I tell you this, Going into the 90s, you know, it, it was, you know, who who put a book out, you know, who was speaking at a conference. That's who you listen to. You know, that's who you took the advice to. And it, it was who I'm trying to think the best way to say this. Everybody wanted to get that 15 minutes of fame, it seemed yeah. like. And everybody was hoping to get that million dollar picture or million dollar video. And that's all what it came down to, to be honest with you. Um, you had people that felt that they were experts in the field, you know, experts on tracks, expert on hair, you know, just, just crazy stuff. And, you know, and, and people are just like listening to these other people and, and just buying into it. And, you know, my biggest thing was, you know, if someone claimed to be an expert, that's the person you stay away from. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, but, you know, I, I had a sighting of my own, a Bigfoot sighting and I, it was on an actual military base and it was, it was a base that the, the Americans and the uh, Canadians uh, shared. It was in Michigan and it was a base that we all shared with one another. And I'm trying to think here, probably, I think it was 90, 93 i think was when it happened and we were i was a um uh ammunition specialist at the time we were on a 50 caliber range and we just got done getting people qualified we're getting everything together getting the ammunition back to the ammunition point it was like on a friday (coughs) and we had to get there before it closed otherwise we had to stay with the ammunition and we weren't going to do this because that was like going to be like our only free weekend we had. So um, we ended up going off road, which is a real big no-no on a military reservation. And we decided, you know, let's do this. I mean, we're like ready to go. I want to go out and get drinking. <laughs> I want to get a shower, you know. And, you know, we're going down this hill and the tree line was starting to get like really thick. Cause we were trying to go through it just to get down to the other, the other road. And as the tree line was getting really thick, we just realized, you know, there's just no way we're going to be able to go, you know, go any further. We were in a, um, a blazer at the time. And so we stopped and now this is about eight thirty nine o'clock 
uh, in uh, July. It's northern Michigan. So it's still light out. Okay. Even though you're in the woods, it's still light out. So we started to back up the vehicle and we saw it move. And we thought, well, maybe, you know, we hit a tree and the trees getting, you know, fall. So we stopped our vehicle. <clears throat> now he was literally 12 to maybe 15 feet in front of us. He was that close to us. And he was definitely a male who was about seven feet, uh, about a reddish color, uh, brown hair, uh, muscle. I mean, he, he was like Neanderthal. I mean, he was just really cut long arms, long legs, long fingers, very human face, uh, a flat nose, massive jaw. He had a satural crust on his head. The eyes were like a blackish red color because I remember that because the sun was coming from, you know, behind us. So it was, sun was going on him. So we were able to see the eyes really well. And as he moved, it was like, it was like a glide, you know, it was the best way I can just, it was just a, like a, a glide, <coughs> excuse me. And it, it has happened so fast. It just, and he looked at us the whole time as he just went on. Now, what we found out was that, cause this was our first time at that base for training and it was very common for people to see them on that base and uh oh it was probably about a week prior to the sighting i remember back in the training area because the roads were like real dusty sand type roads and i remember seeing these large tracks walking down the road barefoot tracks and i was like man is there a bigfoot here i mean you know, I mean, because these were like Bigfoot tracks. And one of the guys was uh, with us said, oh, yeah, you'll see them here. You'll hear them. You know, you leave them alone. They'll leave you alone. I'm like, you know, you're right. You're crazy. And then, yeah, we saw them. And it, like I said, it was very common for, you know, people to to see them on that post. Wow, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So they were. Yeah. So they, it, they was known there. So a lot of you guys experience that yeah a lot of people have actually seen them um we we talked to uh some captains that were um observing what they call lanes and it's where they um grade you on doing exercises <clears throat> and when they went back to their tent there was one standing right by their tent and they saw it and they saw him and it you know them and it walked into the woods well, they packed their tent up and moved to another location. Wow. So, yeah, but they, yeah, they said they seen I me, mean, you know, so it, it was, it was a very common thing, but you know, it's not like when you get there, they say, Hey, they're Bigfoot here. You might see one. It was, it wasn't anything like that, but even the Canadian troops that were there, you know, have actually seen them. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was a wild place. Yeah. That's so interesting, man. Yeah, we um, we actually had an incident happen there <coughs> on the second time that I was there on a training exercise. They they were on a firing range for the tanks, and we were bringing the ammunition out to the tanks. And the uh, range master ended up you know calling out, telling everybody you know dismount their vehicles and you know move back to the uh, rear area. And so they made everybody move back. And they put us in the building 
and they shut the shades on the building. So we're all sitting in the building here. We were probably in there about an hour, hour and 45 minutes, maybe. We were not allowed to go out, not allowed to look out the windows or anything. And they came in and said, okay, you guys can go on back out. <coughs> and we had a um, uh, staff sergeant there that, you know, asked, you know, what was going on with someone getting someone get hurt? And they said, no, no, no. It, the firing on the range was disrupting communications with the shuttle. Okay. And we had a guy there that was a reserve and he goes, well, well wait a minute. Because I work for AT&T. Okay. You know, no, this would not disrupt communications with the shuttle. So they say, yeah, oh, yeah, that's what it was. So we didn't think anything of it. And it was on a Friday too, which was kind of odd. And that that incident happened. So everybody got back in their um, you know, vehicles and continued what they were doing. So we went into town that Saturday and to go get breakfast. And I, I remember grabbing a newspaper and it said right there, front page, you know, multiple UFO sightings over Grayling. You know, so I'm thinking what happened was they were they were UFO sightings and they wanted everybody out of their vehicles. So they didn't. So with the firing going on, because they grounded all the aircraft, too. <clears throat> but they didn't want, I guess, us to seem hostile while we were firing, while they were over. So that you know makes me believe that they were low enough or they were real close to the base in order for them to do that. Now, was that what, you know, what happened? Because just because the newspaper article said there were multiple UFO sightings, you know, was that going on? But I think that's what, that's what it was because we found out for one, the shuttle wasn't up. It was still on earth. Okay. So that was an excuse. So right there, it's like, okay, yeah, that, that gives, you know, uh, gives us the truth that <clears throat> they're, uh, they had to stop because they were afraid, I guess, that uh, it would make us look hostile toward them and something could have happened or wow. something. Or they were, you know, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's really, that, that base is really wicked because of all the weird stuff. I mean, people have seen ghost soldiers on that post. They've just seen so much weird stuff. You know, yeah. it, it seems like everybody I've ever ran into that's ever been on that post had something weird that they seen or saw or happened. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting, man. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, and to this day, um, I met a guy at uh, VA uh, that was at Grayling, and he was telling me, Oh yeah, you know, I was on guard duty one night and you know, I I I I you know, see these dark figures like coming around, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth and they're like making all these weird sounds. It's like, you know, I'm calling in, you know, I I got something going on here. I'm hearing these sounds. You know, something's moving back and forth and you know, uh, they're telling them, "Oh, it's probably just a bear because there were bears up there." He goes, I don't think these are bears or like all of them making sounds and stuff. So 
the uh, sergeant came down with some night vision and looked in Dale, looked in the night vision and said, yeah, there was like three Bigfoot that would kept walking around where he, he was. And they were like talking wow. with each other. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, he said it was weird. So <clears throat> I told him about my, you know, my experience there. And he goes, yeah, it, it's like it's an everyday thing up there now. If it's not UFOs, it's Bigfoot, ghosts or just something odd. Wow. You know, that's happening on that post. Yeah, he said people are dying to go there. Yeah. yeah when I was there, we were hating to go there because that was like <laughs> the worst training post. It was hot. You know, it, it it was just so far out into the woods. You know, it was, you know, it, it was just one of these places you just did not want to be, you know, and, and things. Yeah. Especially out out in the out in the field for you know, two weeks out in the field out there, it sucked because yeah. the weather, you know, got cold, it got wet, it got hot. It's just one of these places you just didn't want to be. But now with all the crazy stuff that's going there, people are just dying to go there now because they want to experience something. Yeah. Wow, man. Well, I've got to say massive respect to you. I've got massive respect for everyone that's been in the military. Uh, I've Massive respect, man. Um, Thank you. Oh yeah, I, I got you. Want to hear a great story? Um, I, I was in Iraq, and our all of our equipment came into Kuwait. Okay, and we had to go to Kuwait to pick our equipment up. And you're you're going to love this because this this is the most craziest thing I've ever experienced in my life. So we had to go to the uh, port of Kuwait. Okay, because that's where they uh, the ships came in, had all of our stuff, our vehicles, and everything. And there was a bunch of people on the dock area and they're like throwing food, you know, into the water at something. And it's just like, uh, what, what are they doing? Are, you know, are they like dolphins there or something like that? And the, the Amer- there was this American security team, civilian security team that was there. And they go, oh, no, man, there's they got a sea monster out here um, in Kuwait Harbor. And people feed it and it comes up, it takes the food from them. And, you know, I said, have you ever seen it? And he goes, yeah, I mean, it looks like the Loch Ness monster. It's got a, you know, fat body, long neck. And, you know, it doesn't bother the people because the people are feeding it. And, you know, so we kind of went over and I kind of got like a small glimpse of it, you know, because you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't get out from where we were. You, we couldn't get all, all the way over to actually see. We were just like a small glimpse, you know, for in, from in between people. And I mean, it was like their national treasure. I mean, you, you harm this thing, you're going to get your head cut off. I mean, they, they weren't playing. They were really protecting this thing, but it was like one of these things that you would never hear about outside of Kuwait. You know, um, it was just one of the, and, and a lot of people, you know, I was talking to a Kuwait date when they were there, they seen it. You know, they described it, man. They said, yeah, this thing is like a plesiosaurus. It's huge. And he said there's more than one. They've seen more than one on the occasion. But uh, that was like the most wicked thing I've ever experienced because I guess I was able to get a small, small glimpse of it, you know, when people were kind of opening, you moving around. And, you know, no one was, you know, was afraid or scared of this thing. You know, they're just sitting there throwing stuff at it, and it's eating. <laughs> it's like, man. Oh, man. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. There's, you know, Middle East has got some crazy stuff, you know, too. Uh, 
you know, different stories and, and, and things of <clears throat> these uh, giant spiders, not like the camel spiders. They were talking about stories about these huge, like huge spiders that were, that would kill people that lived out in the desert there. But, you know, the, the thing about the Middle East is, you know, their folklore is so different from everybody else's that they're, they're so ancient and, you know, they, if they, they see things and interpret things a lot different than, you know, we do, but, um, they they take it very serious, um, that these things, you know, these, these like giant, giant spiders, you know, at, you know, are out there in the desert, but, you know, I never met anybody that served in, uh, Kuwait that has actually seen one or they've heard about them, but, you know, never, never, ever seen one. Yeah, that's yeah. super interesting, man. Yeah, this uh, the 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 Loch Ness type creature that you saw. Mm-hmm. In how, how big was it? Roughly, yeah. how? From I just saw like the back of it, so it was I from from how I can imagine, you know, say from how the people were standing there. If you maybe twelve. The 15 feet wow. maybe w- was the section that I saw. So I think this thing was like much bigger. Wow, man. You know, it, yeah, it was, it was a really dark greenish, you know, greenish dark um, uh, rubber looking, wow. you know, body and stuff. Yeah. So I just saw like the hump of it, the back part of the hump yeah. and things. But yeah, but people were just, you know, they said, yeah, I mean, it's like a plesiosaur. It's got a long neck. Security guys, um, you're not allowed to take pictures of it. That was a, that was another thing. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because um, the security guys are like, you know, saying, no, they'll throw you in jail. You know, do not take a picture of this thing because they wow. don't want, they don't want like National Geographic to come over and all, you know, and they don't want a tourism of people trying to, you know, do something where they're going to make this creature leave and stuff. Because you know this thing's been there, you know, for years, and it's it doesn't bother anybody. It doesn't bother you know bother you know the other sea life and that, that that's there. So yeah. <laughs> you know they seem to you know they want to protect it, which is you know which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. But uh, yeah, they just you know they frown very much on pictures and even trying to do something that's going to harm it. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing, man! Yeah, and, and there's more than one. So this is this is a. Well, they said there's more than one. I, I, I like I said, I couldn't told you know tell you. I mean, I just saw like the back of, you know, the back of one, and that was that was like it. So yeah. I don't know. At that time, we were there. Um, we did, like you said, we didn't get a whole lot of time because we get we had to get our vehicles and everything, you know. We just were able to stop and just like look over, and then it's just like you know the crowd opened up a little bit. And you saw it, and it's just like man, that's cool, yeah. So yeah, I'd love to see something like that, man. That is awesome. Yeah, that would that would have been neat, but yeah. then, you know, this to actually be close enough to it that you can actually see it, you know, full body, and it shows itself. Um, you know, it doesn't come up close enough to where you know you can touch it or anything like that it, it still stays out a little bit 
because people, you know, they would throw it out, you know, the food and stuff out there to it and things. But, um, yeah, it, it's not like something where it actually comes up and you can pet it and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that was, it, yeah, that was really interesting. That was like, you know, something that, uh, it, you would want to see it up close. You want to be able to just look at it, yeah. you know, get a glimpse of its eye and, and stuff. And, you know, so I yeah. don't know. And I tried to go back. What's that? So I was going to say, and the fact that it's so protected as well. Mm -hmm. Well, the fact that it's, it's hidden, you know, from the world, you know, was the, was the thing that amazed me because it's like, you know, this is, this is an archeological find, you know, I mean, this proved, this would prove, you know, like Loch Ness exists, this Lake Champlain monster, you know, all the other, you know, sea serpents around the world. This yeah. would prove, you know, yeah. but, you know, they, they have their own reason of, you know, not wanting the world, you know, to know about it because, it, you know, they look at Western culture as a destruction culture, which is true. Okay. You know, we, we, if we don't understand it, we destroy it and they know that. And they don't, they don't look at things different or they look at things different. It's just like, you know, animals are really, you know, except for like dogs and stuff, but you know, like the camel means something to them, you know, um, the Eagle means something to them, you know, everything has a spiritual realm to it, to them. So this is something that I know it, it's not so much religion or so much spiritual, but it's, 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 I'm trying to think of the right word and you can say, well, maybe it would be spiritual to them, you know, that, um, it has meaning and that's the way they look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you seen any, any documents in the U S about it or any pictures or anything like that? No, because you, you, I have looked every, I've Googled it. I've looked it up. I couldn't find anything. I only thing other than what we were there and, you know, what, you know, what we saw, you would hear from other veterans that were there. Okay. That that's it. I mean, you will not find anything on, you know, Google about, you know, um, you know, the Quake sea monster or however, you know, want to put it and, I mean, the name, they gave it a name of some Arabic name that, you know, you, you can't pronounce, but it, you know, I, I checked with a couple of people that, that has done a lot of research on lake monsters and I've asked them about it. <clears throat> you know, no one I met or talked to has ever heard anything about it. They thought the story was fascinating, you know, and one look into it, but it, you know, like I said, I, I couldn't find anything. You know, the only way you're going to find out anything like that is, you know, talk to someone that actually served there or find somebody who worked for the contract security there in Kuwait City uh, to to even, <coughs> you know, get any information about it. Yeah. You know, because like you said, you know, they were very serious about, you know, having pictures taken of it. Yeah. So interesting, man. 
Mm-hmm. So, would you say that our our, our military know most of the secrets, or well, not secrets, but most of the cryptids and UFOs? Do you think they know? You know, the the thing of it is, I think our military, I think all militaries around the world know something about UFOs. Okay. They're not telling us and, you know, they have a good reason, I I guess. I mean, from my aspect, from, you know, spend 20 years in the army that there are certain things people don't need to know. Okay. And, and that, you know, it's not being rude or mean, it's just, they can't handle a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, but when it comes to cryptids, I, my, my issue on that is there's no, I can't see a national security threat when it comes to cryptids like you can with UFOs. Okay. But I can see governments and militaries taking something and try to militarize it. Okay, I'm going to give you a perfect example. You've heard or maybe seen the movie The Exorcist. Yeah. Okay. Now, it wasn't a little girl. It was an actual boy. The real story was a boy. Now, his whole complete bedroom set, the bed, his desk, his dresser, everything, all that stuff is sitting in a warehouse at Scott Air Force Base. Okay, so why would the military have possession of a bed that was possessed and stuff in the room that was possessed other than trying to weaponize it? Okay, so if you have something of a cryptid that you can weaponize, what would be the best cryptid? And that would probably be a dogman or a werewolf. Okay, because they're apex predators, and it, but you, it goes back to that movie, you know, the doc, the island of Doctor Monroe, I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, you're familiar with what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where he had to, where he created all those um, uh, creatures, and you know they had chips in their head, and they were able to control it. Now, that's a possibility. Okay, for the simple fact, you know. If, if you can make a weapon out of it to destroy your enemy and save the lives of your own people, go ahead and do it. Now, I can see our government, I can see our world governments, you know, having these creatures and trying to figure out how to maybe clone them through DNA and using the clone where they're able to put the chip in there to control them to become a weapon. Bigfoot's a whole different situation. Bigfoot is, he's not an apex predator. He's not really a threat. He's not like in these movies where he's going around ripping campers apart. Okay. He's nothing like that, but he's, he's, he's not an animal that you can use to do something like that. You would use, like I said, a dog man or even a, a rake type creature, something to that effect. Now the rake, which is kind of interesting about that, that's that's a new cryptid. That cryptid's probably five years old. I mean, I I don't remember anything back in the 70s and 80s of 
you know, even in the nineties of a creature that looked like the rake until probably 2000, you know, five, 2006 is when, you know, people started seeing. So that's a possibility that that creature could be some type of, you know, biological weapon. And they put the animal out to see what it does. You know, how's it react to, you know, can they stop it or prevent it from killing one person, but able to make it kill another person. And the thing of it is you don't actually have to have the, 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 the creature physically kill somebody. Just fright alone would kill you. Yeah. So you, ha- so you have a perfect weapon right there that you don't even, like I said, you don't even have to have it physically touch you, you know, just the fright of it alone and, you know, by the appearance and stuff. So it, that's the way they would use these weapons. I believe, you know, uh, you can also, you know, like I said, tear into a, a company of men in an ambush and just completely rip them apart. But I don't know, but you, you're, you're going into science fiction, you know, instead of science fact, when, when you talk about that, it's just one of these things that uh, you just hope that's not what is that that's being done. You know that that's the that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting theory, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I I thought about this. I talked to a lot of other people. There, there's a there's a lot of people in the field that really believe that these are you know, some type of weaponized animal or biological animal. And it it, it could be, but there's also a extraterrestrial um, part of this too. Now I've talked to plenty of soldiers, American and Canadian and some other, uh, some other NATO soldiers that served in Afghanistan that is actually seeing a dog-headed creature wearing like a biological suit, kind of like a uh, described sometimes as like a halo type body armor. Yeah, uh, no gloves, no head, you know, no boots or anything like that. They've seen these things in Iraq and Afghanistan, so. But when they've seen them, either they saw a blue light flash before or after. Okay. So were they extraterrestrials or were they coming in from a different dimension? And that's what that, that light could have been. Yeah. We, we, we don't know. But, you know, is there a possibility of a canine alien species that may have came to Earth, mated with wolves? And our dogmen or werewolves or whatever it is, they, they are the offsprings and they were still able to mate with each other and, and bring up the population. It's a theory. Okay. It's a far-fetched theory. But if you think about it, the possibility is there. Yeah. Okay. Now, Star Wars came out in 1978. Okay. We all saw in the bar scene there's two werewolves 
and the bar scene. Okay. Now, George Lucas wanted those in there for a reason. Now, George Lucas is a Mason. Okay. So everybody in high profile positions at NASA were Masons. You weren't going anywhere in NASA in the 1960s unless you were a Mason. Okay. Now, George Lucas was able to see things that most people at NASA who had security clearance weren't allowed to see. Okay. Now, there's a book that Richard Hoagland put out. I don't know if you're familiar with him. It's called Dark Mission. If you can get a copy of the book, get a copy of it. And Richard Hoagland talks about the Masons at NASA. So on one of the Apollo missions, they found a crash on the moon. And there was remains of a, like a robot droid that was there. And they were told to retrieve it. And they took colored photographs of it. And in the book, it showed this thing. I'm not kidding you. It is C3PO. Google, this is what you do. Google image. Richard Hoagland's dark mission robot head. And you'll see it. And you'll see comparisons between that robot's head and CP3O. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 really amazing. And there's there was actual NASA photograph of a spacecraft that was on the moon in a crater that looked like the Millennium Falcon. And so they, they said that's where he got that from. So in the early 70s, I, I was talking with someone that um, who claimed that his job was crash retrieval on UFOs. Okay, this was, oh, God. About 2004, I think, when I got home from Iraq. And he he was telling me that's what his job, he was former Special Forces. His job was UFO retrieval. And he talked about a alien species that was canine. That was a very dangerous species of uh, alien. And they were new. The U.S. didn't get in contact with these things until like the early 70s from a crash where they had a few survivors and some that were dead. Okay. And they wore like a body armor type outfit. Okay. Just like these guys were seen in Afghanistan and Iraq. So he was telling me that he was sent on the mission and the, these canine aliens were so aggressive. They weren't even allowed to be kept in the United States. They were predators, serious predators. So they kept them in a facility in Honduras and they were able to escape from that facility. They killed some of the people that were there, they got out, they went into like a small village, killed those people. So they had to go down and eliminate the problem. So they went and they ended up killing them off. But what I thought was interesting was, excuse me, that we didn't get in contact with this 
type of alien species until the early 70s. Now, when Star Wars came out in 78, I think 79 or 80, there was a book that came out that talked about the different characters that were in Star Wars. And the werewolf creatures that were in there, the picture was a werewolf wearing body armor, which was odd. Yeah. Okay. So how did George Lucas know this? Okay. Rick Baker was the artist that did this. And I emailed him and I asked him, were these just like masks that were thrown in there just to make the, you know, more population inside the bar? No, George Lucas ordered those to be made. Wow. The specifications. Yeah. And it was like, wow. So did George Lucas know about this alien werewolf species and with his contacts at NASA, because he was able to see things and that's how he got the CP3O was from the robot's body that was on, uh, on the moon. You know, it just, it, you know, it makes sense, but there again, is it all true? You know? Yeah. So, and Richter Hoagland in his book kind of talks about it a little bit. But it, 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 it's really weird how they have all, all this stuff, you know, is connecting. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's, it's I don't know, there's something to it. And Fascinating. Something, something to it, yeah. They do, they do say that Hollywood likes to show us. The truth. Glimpses of the truth, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 uh, yeah there's like, um, what was it, um Captain America, yeah. I think uh, there was there was something in there giving the date for COVID nineteen and a picture of the virus. Wow! Yeah, we're, you know where he like ran out into the street and he sees New York is modern, yeah. and there there were signs there and it it, it kind of like told the date and it showed what the COVID vaccine looked like. That was in there it was like one of these things where oh, wow. they were telling people what was coming. You know, and, and we you you see that in a lot of different movies. Yeah. You yeah. know, like like you said, they're giving you a little glimpse of the truth or a little glimpse of something that's that that's happening. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. And that is that's a terrifying thought as well. <laughs> yeah, it some is. Some of the films are out now. <laughs> wow, man. Exactly. Yeah. That's super interesting stuff. Yeah, get 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 the book. It's well worth it. Yeah, I've written it you down, know. so I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. check that out. Google that after we get off here. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. You'll you'll that you'll what? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of what you said tonight has already blown my mind, and we haven't even got into your your, your dogman encounters yet. <laughs> yeah, can we get into that? Yeah, yeah. So I'd love yeah. to know your your first experiences with with the dogman. Well, I, I only had one experience with it. Um, I was on a, actually, I was on a Bigfoot um, expedition we did. And um, it was at Daniel Boone National Forest, where there's a lot of dogman sightings and stuff taking place there. Now, Daniel Boone National Forest is a very wicked place. The Native Americans would never step foot in that forest. It, it, it was like really bad mojo 
you know, to them. It was just, it was very wicked. And when you get there, you can feel the heaviness, you know, which is really, that was like the first sign to tell you, you don't want to be here. So we were there and we had uh, some people from Flare that came out with us. They're the ones to do uh, the thermal imaging. And they, Flare made this new uh, handheld thermal imaging camera for law enforcement and fire. And what it was, it was just a um, smaller version of what's on an Apache helicopter. So it's able to, when it could look at the object, it could tell you the distance and tell you the size. Okay. It was, it was really neat piece of uh, um, machinery and it's just, or equipment rather. And the picture was just so clear because it was, it was on white on black. Okay. So all the heat objects were white and the rest of the background was black. So we were out going down the road and it was like an open field. Okay. And the guys from flair are there. They're look, just looking down the, uh, the field there and they see something crouched under a tree and it's about four and a half feet. Okay. It's just, it's crouched down. They can see it and it's, it's really human looking. And so I said, okay, let me go out to the field to walk across the field, walk up to it to see if it stands up. It, obviously it wasn't a bear. So I got halfway out into the field. The thing stood up. They measured it at eight and a half feet. Okay. Yeah. yeah eight and a half feet, you know, almost five feet wide at the shoulders. This thing was, this thing was massive. And as I was getting closer, you can see it on the thermal. As I was getting closer, it moved back into the woods. Okay. So I was coming back. And as I came back out, it came back out and kneeled back down in front of the tree. Okay. So I'm back up there and we're looking at it. And I said, okay, let me run at it and see what happens. Now, everybody tells you, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm one of these people. I'll, I'll run after it. I will literally go after it. You know, um, Dave, the, the guy, you know, I uh, started North American Dogman Project with, you know, we always say, you know, we're going to be the first ones killed by Dogman, but we're going to have it on film. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what it matters. <laughs> we're going to have it on film. Have it. <laughs> yeah. We'll have it on film, but we're going to be the first ones dead. Yeah. Okay. So um, I ran out. I mean, I bolted across this field. Okay. And it stood up and I got probably 20 yards in front of it. It was so dark. I, I still didn't see it. And I was almost right on it. Okay. And it moved back into the woods and then it growled. Okay. So I came back into the field or came out of the field, came back in. We're looking at the footage and, you know, it, it, to us, it was a Bigfoot. It had to been something that big. Uh, it was very human shaped. <clears throat> so we know it measured <clears throat> at eight and a half feet, you know, almost five feet wide. So it wasn't human, but it was something that was there. So we're going further up, you know, onto the next trail. That it's broken up till you have a lower trail, middle trail, and a high trail. 
So there was one point where you were able to go up onto the second trail. Well, the guys from um, Flair, they're like, well, we're going to stay down here. Okay. And we said, that's fine. Okay. We'll meet back. We'll, we're only going to go in maybe about three miles up on the second trail and then we'll come back. So there was five of us. Now we're up on the second trail. So we're coming around a bend. It's not a real tight bend, but it's just almost like an elbow bend. And we, you know, we had our headlights on and everything. So we came around the bend and we saw eye shine. And as we're coming down, because something moved and you saw the eye shine, it was a deer that was, you know, staying right there. So just imagine you're looking ahead. You have the trail. Okay. About 15 yards ahead of you, the deer's off to your left. And you see the side view of it. Okay, the head's facing away from the trail. Now, behind the deer body, there is a bush that was about maybe four to five feet high. Okay, so we're looking at the deer. He's looking at us. And then the deer just kind of like did this leap, kind of like over the uh, bush there. And as he did this, this thing stood up. I mean, it stood up and it had high pointed ears. It had a snout, had a long arm, and it just, it grabbed the deer. I mean, it just like, you saw it. It it grabbed the deer. You know, we didn't have cameras or anything like that. We were just, we weren't ready. You know, we were just going up there just to look because, you know, the guys had the flares and stuff was down on the bottom there. And you just heard because he moved as soon as he grabbed the deer, he moved okay further in and you just heard this God only screech scream from this deer. Okay. So at this point, I'm sorry, I was not going to go any further. Okay. (laughs) You know, we're, we're, we're like, you know, we need to, we need to move back because this thing is, it's, 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 it's right there because it has its, it has its food and he may think that we are trying to take it. So, you know, we, we thought for security person, we need to move. So we went back, got the, the flare team, told them what exactly we saw. There was, like you said, five of us, we all seen it. This thing was a dog, man. I'm telling you, it was a dog, man. Okay. Um, I remember the arm, the long fingers, <clears throat> you know, it, it was almost like a human side hand, but, but like I said, it, it, you know, you saw the eyes, the eye shine it had the snout, had the high pointed ears. I mean, cause our lights are on it. Okay. We were able to, to see this thing. And I mean, it was just, it was like the, the creature from the howling movie, I, you know, or dog soldiers. It was just, it was like that. And so we went back up with the flare team and, you know, looked around with it, tried to see if we can pick anything, didn't find anything. We couldn't even find, you know, the remains of the deer. I mean, this thing, you know, took it, went way off. Yeah. 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 So that was, you know, that was, that was just one of these things that it was, it was a one in a million, you know, that we caught it, that we saw it, you know, uh, and like I said, it's just, 
it, it was, it was really, it was, I can't say it was emotional, but it was so draining, you know, because that, there, that force is just, it's wicked and you feel it, you know, there's not something right in, in that forest. Yeah. You know, you know, there's not, I mean, because it's just, you feel it. It's just, it, it's just your hair standing on the back of your neck. You know, your body's kind of shaking a little bit. You're, you're, every time you hear something, you move, you look, you know, you're always on the edge. And that was like, and it, I mean, that was like with everybody. I mean, nobody wanted to go off on their own. Everybody wanted to stay. And everybody that I talked to that does dogman research there, they won't go at night. You know, because they, they say it's just scared enough being there during the day with light. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, man. So do you think this, this the dog man that you saw, do you think that's a flesh and blood creature? Yeah, you know, TR, with our organization, we, we look at flesh and blood, supernatural, and even the extraterrestrial of it, okay? We look at all aspects. Uh, aspect of the dogman phenomenon except you know the transformation part you know that's just i mean that's your lawn chaining you know wolf man and it's it's just physically and biologically impossible for one organism to transfer into another okay so we and we get them I'm not going to lie to you. We, we get them, but it's just something we just don't put a whole lot of grain of salt in. It's just, because it, it's just, it just it, it, it's impossible to happen. But believe it or not, with the amount of sightings that we get, a lot of this stuff is more supernatural than, you know, uh, biological. Okay. And when I say supernatural, I'm talking about people who claim that they have had telepathy with them where they saw them come in and out of portals or there was something just it was so new supernatural about the, the sighting. It just wasn't like it was a flesh and blood type creature. Okay. Yeah. So we get, we get a lot of that. Uh, we do get, like you said, a lot of the extraterrestrial stuff. But, you know, a lot of the, you know, flesh and blood stuff. And me personally, I believe it's more flesh and blood. But I, I do believe there is a supernatural aspect to it and a extraterrestrial aspect to it. But I kind of want to stay more towards the flesh and blood. It's some type of canine type creature that is capable of walking on two legs that uh, how can I say this was just hidden. You know, it was just yeah. something that was, maybe they weren't a large number of them. You know, they, they could have been killed off. Most of them killed off by, you know, modern man or something to that uh, aspect. But as time went on, their numbers kind of grew and that's why we're getting so many more sightings now. So, but it, it's, it's like Bigfoot, you know, Bigfoot, you know, it, it, does he have human trait to him? Um, it, it, is he 
the missing, you know, link between man and gorilla, you know, is, is, is dog man, just a whole different type of species of wolf. That's just a little bit different. It could walk. It, 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 it front paws are more like hands than, than actual paws itself. The, you know, we live in a strange world. Anything's possible. And, you know, it, it, I don't know if you ever read anything to like the hollow earth theory. Yeah. Yeah. I you find know, it fascinating. I, yeah. I find it. I love it. I love that subject. And what's the possibility that, you know, Mothman, Bigfoot, Dogman, you know, some of these other cryptids are animals that live in the inner earth. Yeah. That, that comes up every once in a while because, you know, we can't find them. They're, you know, they, they, they're hiding easy. Maybe there's access to, you know, in and out, but that, that's a possibility that nice. these, these, these creatures are from the inner earth. You know, and I, I, I'm one of these people, I really believe that there is some other type of civilization that's underground. I believe some of it is, is man-made and I believe some is ancient. That is something that's always been there. It's like the um, what's he called? Um, the Colonel Bird, is it? Yeah, have I got that Colonel right? Bird. So he yeah, with uh, you're talking about the um, uh, Antarctica. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's flown into yeah. the airspace and 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 found another another world, basically. Another world, and and yeah, they said you know that that was something that I mean, even the 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 Germans was looking for the russians were looking for it we were looking for it and we had our tail handed to us on a platter by the extraterrestrials that were there and we were told don't ever come back <clears throat> you know so yeah there it's it's a possibility i'm i'm sure there's different parts of the world that there is ways to get in and out it's like all these videos you see of ufos flying into volcanoes you know yeah it's just, it, yeah. it's strange and maybe our government knows about this stuff and people can't handle it I, you know the, the thing about humanity is humans cannot coexist with other humans let alone animals we're sure the guy's not going to be able to coexist with something else that's human. Yeah. Okay. And <clears throat> someone asked me about that. I says, explain that. Okay. And I really couldn't explain it. And then I popped in my head. Okay. Let's say for sake, mermaids exist. Okay. And let's say, you know, they are some type of human. And let's say that they live in an area or they spawn in an area where all the crab, you know, catching takes place. Okay. Which, which is kind of weird. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. You know, so let's say, you know, governments of the world say, okay, you cannot no longer go crab catching there because of, you know, the mermaids. We have to protect them. Well, you know, you're putting people out of work, okay? You're, you know, taking away a luxury from people, okay? They're not going to like it. You know, money's going to be lost. 
People are going to lose jobs. What are people going to do? They're most likely, they're going to go out and kill them. Okay, because my, I, I'm a human being. My life is worth more than yours. You know, I have a house, I have a mortgage, I have a family. You know, I have car payments and stuff. And you're not going to take that away from me. So we can't coexist with that. So, yeah. I mean, look at all the different species of animals that we as humans extinct off the face of the earth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so can, can you tell people that these things are, are, are there? Can you tell people that, you know, they might be some type of connection to humans, you know, yeah, they're God's creature. So are we, you know, how some people would look at it, but we just can't coexist. If we can't coexist with each other, how can we coexist with something that's out there? Okay. Especially a dog man, which is something that, which is, you know, in your nightmares, something that is an apex predator who, first thought is to kill it kill it you know and that that's how people think (laughs) and you know and that's sad but that's the world we live in yeah it's true man yeah yeah what was you going to say when you said i'll I'll come back to that (laughs) oh yeah there's this video that's been uh popping around uh social media which is kind of interesting there's this guy he's a fisherman okay he works on one of these fisher um, that collects crabs and um, he would hear a woman scream while he's he's out there and he videoed did you have you seen that i've seen it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah Same it's really good. yeah and he's talking about how you know uh uh was it noah i guess that agency that they're putting laboratories now on these boats because of this stuff and you know so it kind of goes back to what, what I was saying with the mermaids, you know, um, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it's almost coming to life. And with it, if this is real, what's going on with this guy's video that, yeah. you know, they can't go out into these areas, you know, and, and they're following them in to port, you know, it, it, it's weird. If you ever saw the video on YouTube, I think it's fishermen, finds mermaid or something like that uh so the guy's real the guy's legit um yeah wait a minute i got uh, it let me yeah, if let you me look this awesome. yeah <laughs> i have seen it and it is it's such a it's a really strange sound isn't it it's definitely a scream it sounds like a, a lady screaming yeah it, it's it's so eerie really eerie that's it. Is that it? Yeah. Where's he at? What the fuck is that noise, bro? What is that noise? Where are you? Wow. I heard it. I heard it. I hear it. It's weird. The it's video so itself is, is odd. Yeah, because it's just looking out to sea, isn't it? It's looking out to... Yeah, it's looking out, yeah. Yeah, it's a super strange video. I'll share the links. I'll share the links to that video as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've actually shared that before on social media, that video. 
It's really yeah, it, freaky. No, it's it's called um, if you on YouTube, it's called Fisherman Hears Sirens. S i r e n s. That's what the that's what the on YouTube, and, and you know it's really weird because he kind of and he, it's all on video. He, he goes and he even shows the laboratory from Noah that was put on his boat. You know, showing that oh. you know why are they doing this? Why are they going on everybody's boats now? And yeah. no one's allowed to go into the laboratory to do what they're talking about. You know, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe you know mermaids do exist, you know, uh, why not? Bigfoot and Dogman yeah. does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's so much of the sea that we don't know about, isn't there? And it's like, mm. we know like 20% of the sea, they say, of what's in our Yeah, we, we know more about what's in space than we know what's in the ocean. Yeah. And we don't you really know. know what's in space sometimes. <laughs> you know, I, 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 was re- I was reading this article where they uh, tagged a – great white shark and it was almost 20 feet so it was a big shark and great whites only go down so far okay and so they were monitoring this great white and the great white dropped like a thousand foot i mean quick way further down than what it normally does and um way into the depths and I, what was it? Did they find, they, they found something uh, about the shark that made them believe that a much larger predator ate them because they, 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 the device they were tracking was moving at a much lower depth than, like you said, the, the great whites ever went. Yeah. So and it was like how they said it moved down so fast, you know, was totally impossible for that great white to do. And it was it was a really interesting story. And it's just like they're like, yeah, yeah I mean, something much bigger. I mean, a megalodon could it be? It, it could have been a large squid. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. it, it, it could have been a megalodon. It, it could have been some type of sea creature. Yeah, you know, we don't there, know there's anything. Yeah, there's there, there's a lot of really good stuff on YouTube uh, of odd sounds like the bleep. You know, this, this sound that the um, I think it was the U.S. Navy picked up of a large, large animal, much larger than any whale, put off this sound. Wow. You know. And yeah, it's just it's some crazy stuff that that goes on in that ocean. I'm sure there's something huge out there. There's supposed to be. Um, I haven't been able to find it, but I heard there's a good YouTube show that talks about this large known sea creature that the U.S. Navy knows about. Uh, they've been monitoring it, and actually, they said they. Uh, one of one of the satellites picked up a picture of it in the ocean, and it was longer than the Empire State Building. Wow! It was it was that it was that it was that big. Yeah, but no one no one has ever seen the picture. But it, it this, but they said if you can find it, it, it tells all about this large 
creature that um, that lives in the ocean that the military knows about. Wow, man. Um, Do they know what sort of creature that is? It, it's some type of large creature. I don't, I don't know. Um, they never just, you know, what I was reading about it um, and talked to other people about it, they never really described what it looked like or anything like that. And that's why I've been trying to find a video. Yeah. You know, on YouTube. Um, so I, you know, who, who knows, man, because, you know, this world is full of all kinds of strange. God knows what's living in that ocean. 100%. Yeah. It's it's like, I, I was talking with this, um, this French soldier one time and he was with the French Ford Legion and he's here in the States, but he was in the Congo and uh, they're fighting there in the Congo. And he said, man, there's dinosaurs. He goes, I'm telling you, there are dinosaurs still living in the Congo. Wow. Yeah. He said, yeah, he, he said, yeah, they're just, he, they've seen them. Um, he said wow. that place hasn't changed in, you know, 60 million years. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the thing too, you know, if, if you have an area like, you know, the Congo or, or, or place like the Amazon forest that hasn't changed in, you know, 60 you know, million years. And if those animals are still there, not everything died when the meteor hit. You have, you know, not everything died. I mean, the alligators, the turtles, you know, a lot of these, you know, um, what's that one fish called? Um, oh, the one they found in Madagascar, um, silicamp. You know, all these animals yeah. that were living at the time the dinosaurs was, you know, the boa snake and so forth. Uh, who's to say that, you know, some of these animals in different areas like the Amazon or the Congo that was never affected, they, you know, the environment stayed the same Yeah, that it has. You know, uh, who's to say? Who's to say? You know, there's, here in the States, there's people talking about, you know, like in the desert, uh, like New Mexico and Arizona, seeing like a raptor-type creature, dinosaur. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 weird. I find that fascinating as well. Yeah, there's a lot of stories. You can look it up yeah. on YouTube. There's a lot of stories where uh, people have seen dinosaurs in the desert yeah. there. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people claim to see the uh, is it. Uh, pterodactyl. pterodactyl yeah they're also yeah, yeah. i'll find that so a lot of yeah it, it, it is i in that i i find that interesting too because it's just it's so fascinating to know what what's out there that you know there's still things that you know exist and you know science doesn't want to be proven wrong science doesn't want to be rewritten yeah. and so why would they admit to any of this stuff it's it's let's say bigfoot is found i mean bigfoot's found okay they had they have a body and they know it's bigfoot and it couldn't get covered up okay well what do you think science is going to do you, you think science is going to say it's bigfoot no they're going to no. classify it as something other than what it is yeah just so it doesn't have to be science doesn't have to be corrected and rewritten or they don't want to make it where this thing is 
you know, part human or has something to do with humans. Yeah. And I, I, I can see science doing that. Yeah, man. It's like our history. It's like we don't really know. <coughs> they tell me. us they tell us things about history. And obviously when you look at programs like Ancient Aliens and things like that, mm-hmm. it's clearly been a history that we don't know about that that we're not allowed to know about for some reason, it seems. Well, you know, there's there's stuff that's going on here in the States that um they're 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 trying to cover up is that there's um they're finding in oh what's that area called it just slipped my mind the grand canyon okay where they're finding caves with egyptian artifacts in these caves wow okay and they're also find, finding mayan stuff they're finding stuff from other cultures that should not be there and the thing of it is they're all together they're not just in separate ca- you know caverns or anything that they're all together um there was one report they actually found a mummy that was in uh an egyptian mummy that was there wow. and that was being uh hidden for a while there there's this guy i can't think of his name for the life of me he did this show called um hidden america or something i can't remember but he the travel channel was forced or history channel was forced to take it off the air by the government because he wow. was talking to, he proved that the Knights Templars were here before Columbus. He proved that he proved that they went, you know, all the way into the middle of the country. You know, they made it, they made it that far. He proved a lot of stuff. And, he, and one of the things he proved that, you know, there, there was Egyptian influence here in this country. So how did it get here? Maybe the nice Templars, you know, could have done it. But it, it, there was just so much stuff that should not have been here yeah. thousands of years ago. It's yeah. like the, the, I mean, the giant skeletons that are found as well. The giants? Giant skeletons that are found that seem to be, yeah, covered it, up for whatever reason. Well, you know the thing of it is, this uh, the city of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. You know when they were building, when that city was being built, you know being modernized, they were finding giant skeletons here in you know there in Kentucky. You know we have a Native American museum. Uh, oh. It's maybe about 40 minutes away from where I live. And they have Indian mounds there. And the story is they found giants in those mounds. Yeah. 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 And there's really where, because there's some very large weapons <laughs> that are in that, uh, that museum that modern, a modern man would not have carried. So yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty weird. And the thing is, the Shawnee, uh, the Shawnee was in this area where I'm at, and the Shawnees talked about a what they call the Big Blue Giant that they fought uh, for land, for food, just different things. So, was it a Bigfoot or was it a a giant? 
you know, we, we don't know, you know, they did the shiny never clarified what it was other than a giant that they called the big blue giant. So if, if you're living underground, you know, the oxygen levels kind of different and, from what I was doing some research, your skin color would be almost a, a bluish color, a bluish gray, you know? So that kind of makes sense that maybe it wasn't a Bigfoot, but it was um, a giant. And in this museum, they have a battle ax that the Shawnee used to fight the big blue giants with, which was really interesting. Yeah. So there is his, so there is history of this. So were these giants, actual giants, but most of the giants that in, in folklore here in, in the United States were all red hair. Yeah. And even in the Middle East, that, where they talk about giants, they were red hair. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, man, it's just, it's, it's fascinating. It's just, I just wish that information was out there, you know, but it, why they think that we can't handle it. Well, you know, I can kind of see their point a little bit. I mean, look at the way people acted with, over COVID. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, people, people, Toilet just, bro. <laughs> people just went lunatic yeah. on other people, you know? So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe that's why you don't hear about this stuff because people just can't handle it. Yeah. True. You know, true, man. Yeah, it's nuts. It's fascinating stuff. I've got to ask you as well. Did you say you've been to Skinwalker Ranch? We we haven't been on the ranch. We did an investigation outside of the ranch. And what's kind of weird is that there's actually more dogman activities is taking place outside of the ranch than actually what's on the ranch. Yeah. Now, I I have some friends that are good friends with the people that are on the skinwalker ranch they're having dogman activity on there they won't talk about it they will not talk about it on that tv show they want to make it so scientific that people just they can't understand half the stuff they're talking about because they're it they're it, it's more so educated people talking about stuff that modern or normal people just don't understand and they want to make it so much about you know possible ufos you know connection then what the real stuff is are the the many mean blue balls that are on that ranch along with you know the werewolves that are there so i don't know i I just don't understand their their thought on that i i can't understand how the show actually lasted as long as it did to be honest with you but we did an investigation outside of Skinwalker Ranch on an area that where there was about oh five or six, seven houses in this one particular area, and everybody had um, you know livestock, they had horses, they had cows, they, you know things like that, and there was a you know wooded area that was over by their property, everybody's property, and. Everybody knew that there was a Bigfoot there because they've seen it. it. It never bothered anybody. It never bothered anybody's livestock or anything like that. So they pretty well left it alone until 
animals were coming up missing animals were coming up ripped apart and they're like this can't be the bigfoot and then they start seeing something that looks like a werewolf okay and one night they the, the people in the area was like man they're hearing all this scare, you know screaming and they go outside and listening to it they hear like a, a fight between two animals and they know one of them's that bigfoot and after that they said they've never seen the bigfoot again you know so they believe this werewolf type creature killed the bigfoot and it just started to harass people you know um this one particular lady who lived closest to the wood line it would attack her horses so we have pictures of the horses where i mean literally five claw marks going down the front of a horse well everybody knows you know predators will always attack from behind okay you don't go in front of a horse that horse is going to rear up and he's going to bust your head open Whatever this thing was went to went directly to the horse's head on, which was odd because all the attack marks were in the front of the horse. And we have pictures of that. Wow. And there was one, there was like a bite mark in the one's chest. The other one you saw real nasty five scratch marks going down. Um, it, so this thing is, it's got so bold it would go on the people's porch and you would see the footprints on the porch and the handprints on the glass. And we have pictures of that wow. stuff. Yeah. Wow. So man. people were, yeah. Yeah. So people were kind of scared of this thing and they're like, well, we see it. We're going to kill it. You know? And, and, and the odd thing is they said, they, they never see cops in that area. You call one, it takes forever to get out there. But they said, Ever since this thing showed up, they've always been a high volume of police in the area. So, again, they knew something was there. They didn't tell the people what's there. And how did they know it was there? You know, so, yeah, it, it, it was, it was you know, it's, it's a weird, Utah is, is, is a weird place. And like I said, we... Um, there was one, one other neighbor and we did this picture is like really great. She's sitting on her back porch and there was part of the woods and the bush there. And there was kind of an opening that you could kind of like walk into from their back. And there's this thing standing there and, you know, she hears it panting says it was panting like a dog, but it was standing up. And she snapped a picture of it. So we got the picture and we said, oh, you know, can we it's okay if we can have it and put it on our site and stuff like that. She said, Yeah. And we blew it up. And you can see this thing. I mean, it's it's clear as day. He's its mouth is open. You see the tongue where it's panting. You see the eyes. You know, I—I oh. I mean, this, yeah, it, this thing is crazy. I'll, I'll send you the picture. Yeah, no, um, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's—it's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's wow. pretty, pretty weird. I'll put—I'll yeah. put links up as well to your site so that people can uh, go on your site and check that out as well. 
Yeah, yeah. And like I said, it's just, you know, some of the some of the stuff is weird that 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 goes on out there. A lot of UFO activity that's taking place out there. Um, you know, a lot of the dogman stuff. Because like I said, a lot of this stuff, believe it or not, is taking place outside of the Skimwalker Ranch because yeah. literally they're just not telling anybody anything dogman related at the skinwalker ranch yeah you know and it's just and you just don't know why they they don't want people to know what's going on there there's a um one they had a bunch of people there from the federal government and it was um i'm trying to think i can't remember the congressman's name but they wrote a book and it was called Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. Yeah. And yeah, and, and they talk about the, the, the werewolf activity that was there when they were there. And one actually followed them home, was able to follow them home. So what did it come through a dimension? Or was this thing actually move from state to state to state to go back to watch to, you know, to, you know, uh, Washington area. I, I don't know, you know, wow, man. Yeah. I sent the pictures to you. Yeah. I'll just say so, that is awesome. Yeah. That picture. Wow. Yeah. That's you can see the eyes. You can see. Yeah. That yeah. Is you, a- can, you can see, you can see the mouth open. You can see the ears, yeah. uh, the tongue, yeah, it's that you know, is awesome. Yeah, it's 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 pretty decent. Yeah, you know. am I okay to share this or? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And yeah. the the ones I the other ones I sent you from Knob Creek. Yeah, yeah, that that was weird. I was there, I was there filming a television show about Dogman in that area. Okay, because there were Dogman sightings that were there, and the. Film crew said, all right, we want to meet you between 12 and 2 o'clock in the area. Okay, so I, I'm there. They didn't show up till almost like 9.30 in the evening. So I was there the whole time. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out to the woods and look around. I had my camera with me, and I'm just looking around the woods there, uh, seeing if I can pick up anything. And... I hear this whoosh and I'm looking up and this huge branch comes flying at me. And I looked over from where it was being thrown from. I saw this dark object, just like it was standing there and it dropped to the ground. So I had my camera. I took a picture and I saw it move and I took another picture and it growled. So I kind of moved out of the wood, out of this little open field there and got on the road and I'm walking back and I have my camera still at that area. And I snapped another picture and I sent you the pictures yeah. of, you know, what I saw. And you can see where this thing is looking and you see the eyes. Uh, it, it looks like this, it's hand is covering the, yeah. Where the hand looks like it's covering the mouth. Yeah. So, but the thing, but here, here's the thing that kind of was weird about this. Either there was two different animals there 
or this thing was able to shift change because yeah. if you saw the other two the two pictures you saw the snout that picture there that one looking is something different either his hand is covering the snout and you just see the eyes or that is a total different animal like a bigfoot yeah. or something that was there uh, because i kind of shot that at a different angle yeah you know so maybe that big you know maybe that that bigfoot was there watching and the dog man was was the one that was in the area too they were both there yeah uh but yeah it's it's it was weird and but you know that the thing of it is i gave those to the tv show and they didn't even use them they didn't even yeah i'm like you guys are crazy that was you know you could because there was time limit on on the show because you know my section you know was you know towards the end and you know they had they were talking with other guys who had dogman sightings and stuff and, and things so it was like one of these you know it, it's TV yeah yeah they they really don't want the truth out so they really don't take it as serious as everybody else to be honest with you yeah. And I've heard that a lot of people saying that uh, our government, especially with the dogman subject, governments don't want this getting out for some reason. I've heard that a lot, especially with the dogman. So it's very interesting that you say that as well. Yeah, yeah. They just, I mean, we did, we we signed a contract with um, A&E to do a show on dogman. And we filmed a couple episodes, but it never made the air. It never went on because some of the stuff we got on our investigations literally scared the crap out of the people at A&E. Literally scared them. And they said, people can't handle this. And that and they, that's why they canceled. They go, people are not going to handle knowing that something out there like this thing exists. And I mean, they just don't want to touch it. Don't touch it as a segment in a show, but they will not put it on the air, you know, at, as a, a a TV show. You know, one thing that, you know, Travel Channel said to us is that if anybody deserved a show on Dogman, it would be your organization with the stuff you guys. Okay, you guys have more things than anybody out there, but no one can handle it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in due time, you know, someone is going to sit there and say it's 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 time for people who to know about this subject. You know, maybe it's going to take someone from these networks to see one, you know, in order to get it to go. Yeah. I don't wow, know. man. This has been an absolutely amazing conversation, man. Yeah. I don't even know yeah. what I'm going to call this episode because we've hit on so <laughs> many different subjects. I love, I loved it all. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I love it too. I mean, like I said, you know, the hollow earth theory, I love that. Anything that's odd and bizarre, 
Yeah. You know, it's just so much out there. I, I, I love it. I yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Me too, man. I've yeah. got to ask you as well, the, the French going back and going way back to the French soldier. When he saw the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. did he tell you what sort of dinosaurs they were? Well, they, one they knew about and they saw was Makila Bembe, okay, which is like the uh, brontosaurus, okay. Yeah. He said he saw an animal that he described as a triceratop, which is wow. really, a, a, there's no other animal that looks like that, you yeah. know. I mean, he described it, you know, the head shield, you know, the three horns. Um, he saw an uh, animal that he swore was a Tyrannosaurus or maybe an Allosaurus eating something. Wow. Yeah. Wow, man. I, I, I've talked to people, um, Africans that live there and, you know, they, they talk about, you know, dinosaurs. They talk about, you know, large spiders as big as dogs, you know, just, just crazy stuff. Um, I, I was reading an article last year where they found a whole new, I don't want to say civilization. I'm trying to say the right word, but a, a whole new group of gorillas. Yeah. In the Congo that they never knew existed. Yeah. And then they found um, a group of um chimpanzees that sleep on the ground and they call them lion killers because they'll they'll attack a lion without a weapon and kill it they are the most aggressive style chimpanzee that's out there they said they're more human than they are chimpanzees and most apes sleep in the tree gorillas will sleep on the ground because they're 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 big enough to protect themselves but chimpanzees and stuff, they sleep in trees, but they say these things sleep on the ground because they're not afraid of anything. Wow. And they're finding these in the Congo. Yeah. Oh, it's so interesting, man. Yeah. I, he, he would, one French soldier was telling me, yeah, there's supposed to be a city of gold there too. You know, uh, he goes, yeah, we, we went looking for it. <laughs> We're not going <laughs> to lie. We went looking for it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, it's it, it, it's crazy. Uh, you know, some of the you know, stories you hear from people that have been to different parts of the world and heard or seen some of the craziest things out there. Yeah. You know, and, and my thing, I wish I would have cataloged everything I heard. You know, yeah. it, it would it, it, it would have been good. Awesome, man. Yeah. I've absolutely loved having you on the show. So I'd love to have you back on again in the future if you'd like to come back on. Yeah, oh, definitely. We'll, we'll make it uh, during the day my time and evening yours. So, you awesome, know, yeah. You know, you know, to, yeah, if you would have told me you were from the UK, I would have worked something out with you. We nah, could have done fine. it during the day. I'm, I'm normally yeah. doing interviews at this time, so it's, it's oh, okay. not a problem at all. But yeah. thank you so much for, for coming on. Not a problem, that. brother. Can you Anytime. tell me? Can you tell the audience where they can find you, your website, your work? Um, Our uh, website is www.northamericandogmanproject.com. You can find me on Facebook. You can find 
uh, North American Dogman Project on Facebook. We have quite a few different Facebook pages that's out there. If you want to get a hold directly directly to me, like I said, you can find my uh, Facebook page or just go on any um, NADP Facebook page and just say, hey, I'm looking for Jody Cook. Then they'll get you to where you want to go. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, sir. And I look not a problem. To, to having you back on soon. Yeah, not a problem. Anytime. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much, man. All right, brother. You have a good one. Well, Freaky Family, that is the show. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Thank you so, so much. If you did enjoy the show, please share it. Share it where you can, because that really does help us. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can give us five stars wherever you listen to your podcast, because that really goes a long way and really helps us too. Thank you so much, guys. We love you all. We'll be back very soon for more freaky conversations. In the meantime, stay safe. And remember, keep it freaky.